listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. What's up, everyone? Chris Lopez here, and this is our second episode in Ask an Investor series. And this is an idea that my co-host Jenny Bayless had. So Jenny, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you, Chris? Doing really good. And give us a quick rundown on what the Ask the Investor series is. Yeah. So um, the idea is to basically bring other investors in to the studio and just have a conversation, answer their questions real time, because we've found that a lot of people tend to have similar questions or, you know, similar extended type questions that we can, you know, hopefully answer a lot of people's, uh, you know, questions that they might be having and pertaining to their their real estate investments um, at a wider scale, but having a more intimate conversation with someone. So yeah, that's kind of the the goal. And we're always looking to tailor it and tweak it. So if you have any comments, just definitely let us know. Or want to be on the show or have a question. Yeah. So our guest today is Katie Lawrence. Katie, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this, this is, is a big moment for me. <laughs> well, this so. is fun to have you on here. So I'm going to give a quick background. If I butcher anything, let me know. But you and your husband, you guys live in Arvada. Um, he's a GC. You recently just left your W-2 job to pursue investing full-time, be an agent full-time. You you and your husband partner up to do some flips. You've done some burrs. You're just in the investing space. Mm-hmm. And you guys are building your portfolio. And also, you've just taken a really exciting step to go out there and just change your career. So... Is that a good background? That is a good background. Good. We have we have some rentals as well and one long-distance rental. Um, but small portfolio, but yeah. Yeah. And I know you've got lots of going between just growing a portfolio, going to rentals, changing your career. So what's your first question? So my first question is, again, we've been in the space for a few years. Uh, Denver is obviously a hot market. We've traditionally used our own capital and financing. That is uh, just one of the the main issues, or not issues, but main barriers to get into this space, especially in a hot market. So from a financing perspective, I really wanted to go down the route and talk to you about partnerships. What does that look like? This is a, a pretty wide question that I had, you know, partnerships. Uh, there's a lot of different areas that you can mm-hmm. dive into. Um, but structuring a partnership that makes sense to not only you and your team, but also the other person providing value. What value are you getting from the other person? Um, so just kind of diving into partnerships, what you have seen in the market and how how people have positioned themselves. So this would be a great rabbit's hole to talk about yeah. because <laughs> I know. Wait, 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 uh, partnerships, wait. that's a question. Because they're not they're no 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 two are alike. Um but let me ask you one question. What the main so the main goal of the partnership is around financing? Is it to bring access to like capital and financing? Is that the main goal? Correct. Yeah. So currently, again, we use a lot of our own capital. We have leverage through um, cash out refis and HELOCs and that sort. But typically, we are just doing one project at a time because most of our financing is wrapped into that one project. So if something comes up, if we see something that's really a great opportunity, hard money lending is really the only other way that we could do it or potentially private money. But from a partnership perspective, I just wanted to explore what does that even look like? 
And this and these are for primarily flips, burrs, rentals, or I would a- honestly be, be open to anything. Okay. Um, from a tax perspective, lately we found that that burring is really where our our portfolio is taking us. Um, but I think a, a good flip would be a great opportunity as well. Um again, this is a very broad question. Um yeah. but I think just having an opportunity to jump on something quickly with a partner that's kind of already established would be the goal. Because again, right now we can't scale and we don't necessarily want to scale huge. Um, we we want to do a couple a year, um, but right now we're again at that one, yep. one project per one project per, I mean, we're, we're doing one project at a time because we don't have um, the capital to do more. So before um, we get into the partnerships, uh, you, you mentioned that why, because you know I always I always try to play devil's advocate with people. Uh, I enjoy that. Um, why not hard money? Why not use hard money as a partner I, and avoid sure. having to involve another human being? Sure, I think that that is definitely an avenue that we want to explore as well. I have actually talked to some hard money lenders. It's just if we could establish ourselves with someone else that's doing this as well, I think that that could be mutually beneficial. Um, I think, again, this is a very hot market. It's Denver. We're in Arvada. So we've done flips all over. Um, But I think just establishing that relationship with someone, I think, is appealing to me. Let me peel back this more because you said be mutually beneficial. Yeah. So describe that to me because this will eventually be the operating agreement. Okay. So mutually beneficial. Um, so from our perspective, which is what I can speak to, um, my husband's a contractor. We already have subs that are, you know, tried and true. We've used them in multiple flips. Um, I'm a, I'm an agent. We have some experience. So making sure that what the other person is providing is not necessarily, oh, leveling up to our level, but they're getting something out of it as well. So whether they're bringing money and we can create some sort of, you know, percentage deal. I just, I honestly don't even know what that looks like. Um, I think, I think providing somebody else an opportunity to get in this space by partnering with, with us could be good as well. I mean, this is a business about networking and Mm -hmm. relationship building and providing a good home for somebody in the community. So I think that that is appealing to me. Okay. And so your partner would get a return on their capital. That's the main thing, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe they have a crew and this time we're just providing the capital and kind of resting on our laurels a little bit um, because we want to travel. But that'd be a future partnership. But that would be a yeah. future partnership. So that, I think okay. to establish something initially that's mutually beneficial, whatever that means, because to your point, let's have a contract. We need to make sure that we're writing this down. It can't just be like, hey, you want to do this? Let's do it. So just the different ways to structure that. I'm very curious about, you know, how it's worked for other people and just, you know, yeah. Okay. What, 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 where do you want? I I wanted to ask those questions first, Jenny. Yeah, no, I mean, I I could probably go a million different directions, but I'll, I'll maybe just start with like the quick and easy ones first. Um, I think what's kind of coming to mind is there's a short-term relationship and a long-term relationship, long-term being burr. Yeah. Short term being flip. Um, there's debt partners and equity partners. I've personally, um, the only person who I partner with is my husband um, from an equity standpoint. Same. Yeah. So it's like I have partnered with people 
from a debt standpoint on a short-term basis, um, if that makes sense. So in, in lieu of using hard money, um, I've partnered with a debt partner who ended up uh, turning out to be family, which, you know, you never know sure. who's into it, right? Um, so uh, on the takeout financing, and then once we we finished the renovation on that burr, we, we turned it into long-term debt and that person was removed. So, and that was great for both of us. Um, on on that property, did you do a did you refinance and then pull money out and then pay them back? Yes. Okay. Yep. Can I back this up? I want to make yeah. sure because uh, you you threw a lot out there. Yeah. So equity is ownership. So yeah. you know the three of us are equal partners in you know one two three Arvada. Um, debt is someone who's not on title mm-hmm. but is helping you with the, the finance. Right? Okay. Yes. So the the pro- project you're talking about is a property that you bought as a burr. Mm-hmm. Um. So you and your husband had the equity. Yep. And then what did the debt look like? Did they did they bring all the financing they or did. did they bring the down payment for our money loan or they They brought a hundred percent of the financing for the purchase and rehab. And, oh, and then, rehab. Yeah. And then we were able to um convert that to long term debt once we were done with everything. And you paid them just like points and yep. interest? Points and interest. Like a, yeah. Kind of standard hard money. A little, uh, we got a slight family discount on that, but yeah, it was better than hard money. Like a little point family. or two and yeah. 8% or something? It was, yeah, I think it was okay. like 10% and like a point or something okay. like that. But um, I would rather pay a family member than a nameless yeah. hard money lender. So that's kind of what, you know, what our thought was on that. We That way everyone's benefiting from that. Sure. And, and they trusted us because this was number 10 at this point. You okay. know, like we've had a track record, which you you guys have proven. Like you yeah. guys have a proven track record at this point. Yeah. So I think that's really really beneficial. Um. So yeah, between the the short term and the long term, and then the debt versus equity, I think that could probably take us down a lot of different discussions. Sure. Yeah. So for 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 your project, did you bring like the subs? Did you manage the project so that's yes. So again, you were providing value in that. I mm-hmm. mean, not only did you have the expertise, but you were providing the rehab. A lot of times Correct. people want, I have friends who, oh, I'd love to get into real estate, but I don't want to manage any of this, you know? <laughs> so from an equity perspective, like, yes, there's going to be a return. You're going to get some value from the money that we're making and we're going to pass that on to you, but you yeah. guys are managing it. Yeah, I think that's that's why I like debt partnerships better because they, I mean, technically don't have a say in anything that you do from a control standpoint. So, I mean, yeah, (laughs) all you got to do is pay them. You got to follow the note and that's it. Sure. So, But a lot of times people who might have a little bit more capital don't want to be involved. They understand that you're an expert in this. You you have 10 other properties that you've done. They've turned out really well. They've been profitable. Great. Give me a quick return in a couple months and we'll call it a day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How did you initially approach them they approached us oh yeah yeah they said what can how can we work together well how about we do this um so yeah i think if you just you know tell everyone what you do um people people are very interested in it sure yeah okay and i think it's worthwhile to maybe get like a little portfolio um you know uh together to be able to show people that this is what i've accomplished um, you know, if anyone asks, like, what is it exactly that you that do? That you do, yeah. sure. 
That sure. was that was actually one of the things I, I jotted down to make a note of is like yeah have 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 a portfolio. Mm-hmm. I mean you got a marketing background, so or you know create a website, you know whatever simple website. But oh, we have a website. Oh yeah, but oh, are yes. your properties up? There? Yes. Cool. Because they can someone go there and they can see cool these guys yeah. have the experience. Yeah, they've got a... this. They've got these projects. Well, there's your portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there is a there there is a link to that, and I think maybe it's because I have a marketing background, but that's the easy part. Then it's like the nitty gritty of well. Did you get a lawyer involved? Did you write up a contract? I mean, because again, the, the the devil's in the details, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this could be, yeah, let's do this. And then all of a sudden, two months down the road, they're like, well, where's my money? And you're like, no, 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 this, this is going to take six months. So just how yeah. did you structure? So... Uh, admittedly, I, you know, I don't know if I should be admitting this, but we ha- we have worked with hard money and we might have tweaked their their contract <gasps> yeah, a little you bit, you know, copy paste on that. Um, so, yes, there was a contract in place there. Um, there was a note that was filed with the county. We did everything through to title. The we did everything to the letter because I, the, that's the last thing that I would want to happen is to have a, a disagreement like that, especially when friends or family are involved. You know what I mean? So I think once all expectations are lined up up front and personally, they were going to get paid back no matter what. If I had to empty my piggy bank to sure. get paid, it was going to happen. So that would also be a consideration as well. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm, I'm very much by the book though. I think you have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just all expectations and you never know what might pop up or what might happen. Sure. Mm -hmm. Have you, have you ever partnered with anyone? I have, um, all sorts ones of, of business, couple real estate deals. Yeah. I, um, so my view on partnerships is, you know, especially like long-term ones, it's, it's basically marriage. I mean, it it is, it is a marriage. Um, and yeah, going that level of seriousness, so I try to avoid partnerships um, as much as possible. Okay. Un- unless there's th- certain scenarios, because, hey, um, for example, like Jenny's uh, bringing down like debt equity, great way to look at it. Like a lot of times they need more yeah, debt instruments, good- mm-hmm. which just keeps things simpler and cleaner and doesn't money the waters of things. But where I think partnerships can like equity partnerships, whether you're talking business or real estate or whatever it is. And these are, you know, these long-term relationships, there has to be a one plus one equals three synergistic effect. Like if the three of us, you know, we each can bring a different skill set to the table to do a project together, you know, it can make, and it's like, Hey, I can't do this without your help or your help or something like that. Like my biggest thing is like, what's the synergy there? Does it, does the greater part of it equal more than the individual? And a lot of times, hey, you can hire someone out to it, but you may not have the resources or knowledge or know, or like, hey, this person can do everything. Great. Mm-hmm. So I always look for like, my biggest thing is like, is there, is there synergy there? Um, and if it's that one plus one equals three, there's potential. Otherwise, I gravitate towards the way. I mean, I've had great just business and real estate partnerships and I've had bad ones on both, you know, sure. good and bad on both. So I'm just, I, I've, you know, learned about that. Um, and also just um, everything has to be written um, because I've had too many things mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I assume this, you assume this. Assumptions. Assumptions, mm-hmm. you know, make an ass out of you and me, mm-hmm. as we all know. Yes. Um, so that, that's definitely, and you know, I, I'm definitely been very guilty of that. You know, it's, so, so running down, getting very clear and really making sure that, hey, here, here is my role. Here is your, your role. role with these scenarios. 
who's it rolling down to? Um, and in the case that we can't make a decision, if it's a third, third, third partnership, um, or, you know, if it's a 50, 50 or something like that, who's a tiebreaker, um, or if it's, you know, a foursome, who's a tiebreaker, like figuring out those things. And also death, disability, like stuff happens. Sure. Um, life happens, unfortunately, and yep. they control that's figured out. So I'm very big on like, it has to be Inviting. synergistic. And then also it has to be written down. So then we're on the same page. Yeah, no, I think that I, even from my husband and I, it's just us. We have we have a partnership agreement. We have an operating agree- agreement. And I remember initially being like, why is we're married? Like what you need to make sure that yep. it's in writing. God forbid something happened. Just I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, yep. Just making sure that the expectations are set properly. So has there been a good partnership that has worked really well? Because I love the equity or excuse me, the the debt partner looking at like that. I never thought to just find a debt partner that, you know, hey, somebody who has some extra money lying around. Yeah, exactly. My website is uh, my email. You can email me if you have some extra money. Lying around. <laughs> oh, that'll be on the show notes. Yeah. And, and uh, you probably realize this. You may get some potential partners out of the oh. podcast. So, oh yeah, has yeah, that uh, registered? No, I, <laughs> I was going to say. It. <laughs> oh, is this what we're doing? Oh, yeah, this I, is um, be live? Yes. Well, this, we're networking at scale. Yes, here. yes, um, networking at scale. Oh, I like so. I would, um, I mean, I, I think the debt equity, like if you're really going for someone just on the finance side or just for the financing, I would try to definitely steer it more towards debt. Yeah. Um, I just think that's the way to go because with equity, there's just a lot of times there's there's often imbalances. And especially someone wants to be completely silent. Um, I get that. And then that can create, you know, um, different expectations down the road. So like, I think if you can stick to, to debt on financing as much as possible, unless there's like, hey, there's a certain situation where we need like, hey, you're doing a bigger deal. We need someone to sign on the note sure. for a certain type of loan or have this relationship. Well, then obviously that's can, you know, be structured different ways, yep. but there has to be a very big reason for them to have uh, an equity piece. Sure, why that? Why they yeah. would be included in the But if they're looking price. for a turn on the money, the, the debt side should, should fulfill it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever done a strictly a rehab debt partner? I mean, no. I guess that would be the same thing. Yeah, I I haven't. I've used either hard money, hard money, this instance, or um, personal funds. Okay. Yeah, loan wolfing it. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and again, that's As you guys are doing to this yeah. point. It's it's worked very well. We've le- we've leveraged, but not over leveraged. I think that's important to understand as well, just making sure that to your point, you are going to pay this family member back regardless, mm-hmm. but making sure that that is a possibility Yeah, and maybe even putting in the contract contingency plan. Like what if it doesn't sell? Yeah. Yep. We had a, or what if you can't get it rented? Yeah. We or... had a foreclosure clause in it. They could, oh. they could have taken the house. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it was to the T. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a lawyer involved? No, no. Was, but I mean, all of these things are. Yeah. And again, you're a smart person and just making sure that I just from a contracting perspective, that's always, you know, making sure that everything's written. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If I already do that. I would definitely involve a lawyer because I am not that detail oriented. So that's sure. where it just comes down to personality. I, mean, I recommend getting a lawyer. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> sure. That's my official stance yeah. on it. But, you know, <laughs> um, but uh, so I'm, I won't play devil's advocate with you here. So. You know, because essentially a hard money lender, a private lender, that is just a debt partner. 
Totally. Why not so just why use not? hard money? Because um, I think a lot of times what I've noticed, and I've done this myself over the years for just, you know, investments and, and businesses is like, oh, I want a partner. Yeah. And you kind of get, I've got fixated on there. Yeah. And it's like, well, actually, I don't need a partner. I need a I just lender. Need a lender. Or I need to hire someone or yeah. whatever it is. Um, but I mean, that's basically what our hard money lender is. is. And I, you know, it, you know, when I, you know, I've done one hard money loan for a flip. So I've got, you know, the numbers, you know, oh my gosh, I'm paying two points or three points. And like the numbers sound staggering. Yep. But when I actually sit down and run numbers, it's like you're, you actually like, you get triple digit returns because yeah. you have so few dollars in there. Oh, cool. Okay. I don't care. I'll pay a 10% because I'm going to make 300% of my money sure. here. So why not just, if you're looking for capital, why not just hard money? I think honestly, I was probably where you were a few years ago yeah. just the, of, you know, I'm very debt averse again, using my own money, which they always say use other people's money. Right. And so I'm trying to change my mindset around that a little bit. So I think from a, a partner perspective, that sounds a lot not better, but just it sounds a little less yes. risky yeah. than a lender. But to your point, a lender, I mean, they, they've done this multiple times and a partner, I think there's crawling in bed with a partner as opposed to a lender. I think there could be. And it's easier yeah. to find the lender as a partner. Hey, totally, lender, yeah. I mean, go out to any events, any hard money yep. lender and three will appear. Yes. Um, so transactional. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. say, hey, fill up the app, we'll look yes. at it. Hey, we can do this for you. And it's they already have all the the liens, the lawyer, yeah. the paperwork so yep. to figure it out. That's what I like about hard money too, is that that's a second set of eyes. They're not going to lend to you if yes. it's a bad deal. Yep. So that to me was very reassuring. I'm like, it was very, very scary entering our first hard money deal. Like it's expensive. Oh, it's expensive. I didn't really know what I was doing at sure. the time, but I'm like, I think it's I'm new. right. I think this is right. You know? So I submitted the proposal to them and they're like, yep, looks good. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm on the right track because they wouldn't be giving me hundred thousand dollars yep. if they thought it was a bad idea. Yeah. Now, did your hard money lender look at your past? So I was so green to, to, okay. to investing that, the first hard money loan we used was Burr number two. Okay. Um, so they really looked at my um, financials personally. Okay. So they took a deep dive at how much cash do you have? What's in your 401k? Sure. Oh, yeah, okay. So like your thing. net worth kind of mm -hmm. Oh, okay. yeah. And they want to make sure you're liquid enough that, sure. hey, that, can, you, hey can you pay these need to, or whatever? Yeah. 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 We need to collect. Or can you like, you know, survive past draw one if you don't hit, you know, if you ever budget? Sure. Mm -hmm. Is that how it works with the draw? It depends. So for, for mine, it was just purchase and then we funded the rehab okay. ourselves. But it, it all depends, depends on how it's structured. Mm -hmm. Okay, and there's multiple ways to structure. I oh, have there was about infinite ways because oh if yeah. you know you bought your like your primary, you've done like you know the conventional thirty year financing. That's you know very standard and bread and butter. Hard money, it's it's a blank canvas. They okay. get creative, they custom ideas, they do everything. So it's it's they've got a, a wide open canvas. Okay. Another random question: Do you need to have a property in mind? You can or can get, you like just... pre-approve, okay. oh, yeah. like talk to them about it and then say, this is what I'm looking, looking for. At. Okay. This is my model. Then when you have that property, hey, 
Do you guys approve this? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, again, you want to get established relationship first sure. before you have the property. And then yep. plus you can, you know, talk to a few, figure out the right fit for rates and terms. And also what Jenny said like that, because they, they are a partner and they're going to, they're not going to lend on a bad Lend. deal. Mm-hmm. Their underwriting is usually really, really good. Okay. Because I have talked to a, to someone already to try to establish that. And they're like, oh, well, let, let us know when you're, you know, about to write that offer. I'm like, oh, well, we don't have, we don't, I want. Again, wanting to the mindset, changing my mindset of, oh, well, before we just had the money and we could just make an offer and I know it's there. And it's just a it's just a little different when Mm -hmm. you're dealing with somebody who's needs to underwrite things. And yeah, there's a process to this. I know Chris knows my rule. Always find the lender first. Yep. And always find your 30 year fixed lender at the same time. Okay, for the refining. If you're doing a takeout. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, we have a good everyone in a good lender. There's been a lot of horror stories Ooh. where uh, short-term lending doesn't match up with long-term or long-term know that. And then the investor stuck with, uh, you know, you know. So what place. happens? So you have to find your. Well, because well, if you go ahead. Yeah, I can, I can yeah. tell you by mistake on okay. my part. So the, the very first hard money loan that we took out, um, I didn't understand the concept of seasoning. So okay. for yep. those of you who may not know what that Six, is, yep. seasoning is a requirement that the bank on the other end, mm-hmm. so the, the the long-term financing will require that you hold and operate a property for X period of time. So we got, it was like two days before closing of what I thought was going to be a cash out refinance. And the lender calls me and said, hey, we can only do a rate and term refinance. I said, what? Like, are because you, you hadn't held it long enough? Yep, because <gasps> we we only had a three, three, months. three month hard money loan. So I was like, well, what are we supposed to do? And they said, well, all we can do is rate and term your hard money loan. And then once you've seasoned it for six months, then you can do the cash out. So we had all of our rehab plus the equity that we gained stuck in the property for six mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very disappointing and very good lesson learned for us. Mm-hmm. Did you get a renter in there? What did you do? Yeah, yeah we just, okay. we just, so just kind of stuck we it out. And yeah, like we could have probably done, you know, a couple more projects one. at that point. But okay. yeah, we had a good chunk of money stuck in that property. Yes. Um, so yeah, got a renter, that just waited it out. Is a great tip. Because yep. again, I knew about seasoning, but I guess I, you don't think about that because you want to refinance out of that hard money as yeah. soon as you can. Yeah. So we we kind of developed a trick, which is, I'll, I'll kind of go down a rabbit hole. Disclaimer, always check with your, your lender on this. But um, what we ended up talking to the lender that ended up bailing us out of that whole situation once we did the cash out refinance, he said, well, don't you know you can just do a rate and term refinance if you take out enough debt from the hard money. So get a higher hard money loan. Then if you have enough equity, by the time everything's done, you can just do a rate and term refinance and there's no seasoning requirement. That's creative. Yeah. So that's how we were able to scale like basically like six at one time because I didn't have any money in all of these projects and we were just buying them with hard money and getting a really high hard money loan. um, And then rate and term refinancing out of that hard money loan. And the hard money looks at the ARV, right? Yeah. So like, that's why you were able to get more because obviously like we're flipping this. Yeah. Or rehabbing. Yeah. So to give an example, um, 
once we were like, oh, once the light bulb clicked on that method, um, we saw uh, two properties came up. They were estate sales. I knew that the ARV was going to be 165. Um, I bought one for 114, one for 110, and I got a 70 or 75% LT or ARV loan. So it was 120. So I actually got cash back at closing and we fixed it up. It was, you know, not a lot to fix up to get to that 165. And then we rate and term refinance uh, the 120 uh, 120 hard money loan into a 120 conventional. Okay. And they let you do that this multiple times? Yeah. Like at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was, it was a very stressful period, but I think that was like a (laughs) monumental, yeah, monumental impact to our whole portfolio. Oh yeah. That's like a game changer. They're all Yeah. Well, not to have any of your own money. Again, (laughs) I feel like this is like light bulbs are going off because all of our money is tied up in. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just really having that conversation with the 30 year fixed lender and then going back to the hard money lender and being like, hey, he's saying if we do if we do it this way, this works better for us. Can you can you guys do it this way? Yeah, we can do it this way. And at that point we had done a few with them. So that's kind of, you know, just having that open dialogue with everybody that's involved is just key. Yeah. Where were these houses? Colorado Springs. Oh, wow. Yeah. I would... Were they several years ago? Oh, I... yes. I, okay. I, I was cannot like, replicate this. Yeah. I cannot... Where are you at, girl? <laughs> I cannot replicate this okay. in, in, in this day. Yeah. But still, that's, yeah. I mean, again, a great way to scale. Mm-hmm. Use other people's money. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've i got an idea to kind of maybe flip, flip some of the stuff we're talking about here. Because I know we talked a lot about, <clears throat> you know, in, in today's market... Is it easier to get money or easier to find a deal? Easier to get money. Money. Yeah. And you're putting a lot of attention on on the finance, which you need. But I I see an opportunity for you guys. I mean, especially with you guys to have experience, you have a track record. Um, Husband being a GC. I mean, you could also take the angle of like, hey, you want to do partnerships. And that is where, you know, that can be definitely equity worthy where, hey, there's a investor out there who's, you know, newer and experienced may or may not have capital, but they need, you know, an, a, someone like, they're like, hey, I just, I don't know GCs. I don't have run a project. I don't do all this stuff. That's where experience and your guys' skills can come be uh, very valuable. And in my mind, equity worthy and not just debt worthy, mm-hmm. equity worthy. And I would kind of put that out there and maybe consider that because that can be a good way to do projects, leverage your skill set, but also be a way to help find deals as well. Because um, I think, you know, Deals are hard to find in lending right now. Sure, yeah. And that's a, a great strong suit that you have because there's a lot of people out there who don't have the experience, don't know what to do, but hey, they find a property because you're out there hustling. Sure. And they're like, holy crap, I don't want to like run this whole thing by myself. I want to go with an experienced person. Um, so there's potential there to actually kind of like flip all the stuff you're thinking about to help bring a different type of partnership opportunity for you guys. Yeah, I think that the skill set that you and your husband yeah. have is far more valuable than money at this point in time. Oh, well. <laughs> I do. I, I really do. So I think that. Yeah, know, I guess he, I never thought about that. Like, oh, who has a deal for me? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody? Bueller? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, just kind of thinking, you know, you mentioned that you, you, you've left your W-2, which is I understand how scary that is from just not 
being, you know, financeable, um, having done that, you know, a year ago. Um, but I think there are other options for sure. Um, have you ever heard of a, a non-QM lender? No. Yeah. So they lend based on the deal. Okay. Opposed to the person. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe Google a few, uh, you okay. know, after that, but that might be worthwhile um, because you have such a good track record. You have such a good portfolio. They will take that into account. Their terms generally are not as favorable as a conventional lender, but it's something. Sure. Yeah. Is is that more, is that like a portfolio loan? I've heard no. of those. No. Okay. Mm -mm. Different. They, they have a lot of different products though. Like they have uh, rehab loans, they have flip loans, they have 30 year fixed loans. So again, just having that conversation, this is sure. what I Finding want. Out the options. Can you, so. yeah. Can you accommodate this? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard of that. And, and it's also same time, it, it definitely worthwhile to talk to like local banks for their portfolio yes. loans as well, because they can look at your overall assets or, um, you know, uh, you know, um, you guys are in business as well. Hey, you know, get your investing business, your realtor business, your husband's GC business, like think of that stuff too. And they can give you, um, you know, potentially loans in there that you could not get as a, without a W, you know, you could not get it to a conventional lender. Sure. A more a more creative way to yeah. to lend. Yeah, because traditionally we've gone with the the bigger companies, you know, the Wells Fargo, <clears throat> uh, these kind of companies. So we've not, yeah. there are options. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. And if you do the hard money to take out finan uh, you know, conventional financing, go with the local lender. Do yes. not do that uh, with a big bank. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. We definitely, we want to get out of what I just mentioned, uh, that bank. Um, but yeah, I've, I've talked to... Um, a local lender yeah. for, about hard money and they actually were more favorable than I thought. Um, yeah. So again, it's just having the conversations. Yeah. Just, and just telling them this, asking is the I questions, want. this is what I can do. Does this work? Yeah. What can you do for me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are partnership stuff? <laughs> so I don't know anything about the legitimacy of this. Maybe Chris does. Um, but I've heard in syndications that people will pay very lendable individuals a fee to take out a loan, yep. I think, in lieu of equity. Do you know anything about that or how kosher that is for a, for a 30-year fix? Um, I know in syndications, that's definitely a very common thing, especially if they're getting like the, the bigger properties or if they're trying to do like a non-recourse loan, mm -hmm. which is, you know, uh, it's just tied to the property. They can't come sue the, the owners of the property. Mm -hmm. And there's different ways to structure it to get the person that can sign on the note and can bring the, you know, bring the net worth and the experience on there. Um, the thing, it, it gets trickier with like the 30-year stuff um, because I, I've talked to lenders about this. We have lots of clients, you know, the truth and one of the things and I, I might be butchering it but make sure you know so let's just say um you know katie and jenny you guys go on a property together and it's a 30-year fixed um property and if you're both on the loan and you're both on title you basically get half the income attributed to you but the full debt oh for your debt to, to you. income okay so yeah, it, can, yeah. it can be pulled poured to your debt to income if you're because, hey, great, you only write title to half the income, Jenny, 
But if if she doesn't pay, you're still on uh, on the line for 100% of the debt, and vice versa. So there's there's more nuances that way. And then I forget there's you know you know family and not family of hey just on title. But you know if you're on the loan, you have to be on title as well. And so there's there's different nuances on there since that's more like a personal guarantee than like what the the syndications are doing. So there's ways to do it, but it's it gets very nuanced. Mm. Um, and really, really, really make sure you ask the lender like detailed, correct questions because I've uh, I've been through different lenders, gotten questions, and then you know you get the paperwork and it's different than what they said on the phone. <laughs> sure. And you're like, well, let's go. I'll just ignore that in the paperwork. Okay, well that's no, um, that doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are options to do, but it gets it, there can be some um, pros and cons. It can it can have some weird like detail issues. Okay, I don't know much about syndications at all. So I, from a partnership or from a lending pers- perspective, I've, I've never even looked into it. I mean, I've heard a lot of yeah. buzz about, you know, syndications. So I wouldn't even know. I mean, I kind of understand what they are, but just from a... Yeah. And that's for a much bigger, like, hey, you're taking down a, you know, a, a commercial building, a, a uh, retail yep. space for multifamily. You got to pull, you know, it might be a $15 million purchase. So you're going to pull together $4 million in equity. Um and then there's, I mean, the basic structure that you got like the general partner who's running it and then the investors will invest money, but they'll be limited partners. Okay. Um, so they do have equity in there, but they have no say in operational stuff. Okay. So that's really much for the bigger stuff. Sure, I, sure. You don't need to worry about for the smaller just stuff, but just, you know, general like partnerships yep. or hard money stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. But good to know. I mean, if, if they're, because again, from a, a being in a hot market, um, having the option to, oh, hey, there's a piece of land, like let's build a couple duplexes yep. and you know who's gonna help me do that and that's something that is interesting to us as well just from a building perspective but yeah that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> what other questions do you got or should we keep on partnerships i'm actually surprised we are only like 40 minutes into it we haven't changed <laughs> the on partnerships yet yeah i guess some some partner horror stories you said that you've been in i mean obviously no names but just are there are there lessons learned from some of the bad partnerships that you've there's always lessons. always that's, lessons that's why i minimize them yeah um i make sure it's a synergistic relationship yep. and it's very clearly defined roles yeah Th- those are things i've learned um about you know, I, for me, how to structure them. Yep. And those have been very truthful. But when you get the right one, like, you know, when you get the right one, it's such like, uh, I don't know. It, I like the aspect because, you know, it's, it's fun to build. It's fun to have a sure. teammate. It's fun to have like, hey, doing it together. Like it, it can be energizing. And it's really finding out, hey, when you get those right relationships, that's where like can be a, just a very, very powerful partnership. Yep. Um, yeah, and the the partnerships that have gone bad are the ones that you haven't had expectations yep. aligned, and uh, and sometimes it's just that, it's just life, like yeah. you know, hey, a, it's just you not know, long out. business time ago, one of the guys went through a divorce, and his mm-hmm. life just sure it took a very not a good left turn, and he didn't handle it well, and had a huge ripple effect, and um, yeah, yeah, learned about the whole buyout process then. So oh, yeah, yeah, so and so I mean, the other thing too is I mean. I, you know, have you talked to any lawyers yet about the partnership stuff? No. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, you know, talk to, again, a lawyer sooner rather than later because they can draw off the docs if you actually yep. want to formalize it, which you should always do. Um, and I'll give you a few if you, if you need some recommendations. 
and they're kind of like lending, get that yep. figured out before. But I think for your case, I, I would totally flip the script. I would focus on hard money lending or private money lending, yeah. do the debt partnership for your stuff Yep. and possibly change your focus to where you guys, you know, you've earned the spot where you can say, Hey, I earn a piece of that property or the upside because we have the experience and we can bring stuff to just the get table. the damn project done of, yeah. you know, figuring out what to do, the rehab, this, that, blah, 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 whatever. Um, yeah. And don't be shy or turned off by high points and, and fees on a burr. If you're going to hold it long-term, you will not care sure. in a few years from now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause being a debt averse again, it, that's sometimes scary The Hold on. How much is this? And you know, to hold it. And we actually held a property, um, a few years back. It was supposed to be just a quick flip foundation issues. Um, we ended up holding it for almost two years. Um, and on we, hard money? No, no, okay. it was, it was our own money, but we had a, a HELOC. So we had a huge HELOC on our house mm. that was paying, you know, the interest was very high. Um, we ended up having to, sh well, we short-term rented it to cover costs. And that ended up being a, a, I mean, we covered all costs plus made some, but just, you never know. Yeah. The market dips or, you know, yeah. it was seasonal. It went up on the market in like November. Yeah. Who's, I mean... That's a, that's a really good point to bring up, though, um, is that there is interest rate risk um, in, in today's world. Uh, I have no idea what interest rates are going to be, you know, six months from now. Sure. So the faster you can turn these things, the better. Yeah. The sure. timeline really matters. Mm -hmm. Whip my husband into shave. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> God, contractor. <laughs> so as we wrap up here, I would, uh, I mean... You know, for listeners out there, obviously you got a good uh, good feel for Katie's background, what they're looking for. I mean, reach out. This is how, like, this is a big reason should I do uh, the podcast. It's it's amazing networking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So it's always a good way to reach out. So be open to that. People reach out. Um. Debt stuff for you know private money lenders, hard money lenders. Um. You'll probably get a few phone calls from them now. <laughs> but also just in, I'd be open to opportunities for finding like some you know uh you know a new and experienced investor. They find the deal. I I would say you guys have the have definitely the track record to say hey we deserve a piece of equity in that property to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And make it a win win. You know do that teach them. You guys do profit and you know creates a good relationship to more deals do down the road or just whatever it is. Yeah. Like, I, I love how you guys always talk about bringing value. And yeah. I think, I think that's a good way to look at it. I never even looked at it like positioning ourselves as we have all of this, you yeah. know, you bring us a deal and let's, you, you have a lot going a for lot. you guys. You yeah. have a lot. It's and it's, but it's hard to like appreciate yeah. yourself or as yeah. you like do it, you know, like, cause it's just a grind as you do it. Oh uh, yeah. But then <laughs> yeah. you grind and five years later, it's like, crap, hey, I've done some stuff. You know, yeah, yeah. We've done some stuff. Like, yeah. And, and you know, you've you've incurred the mistakes that you're going to prevent someone else from doing. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's worth something in and of itself yeah. as well. Yeah, the expertise and the, the lessons learned. Mm -hmm. Always a lesson learned. So how can people get a hold of you? Like we will, what's the best way? And we'll, we'll put the contact details and show notes, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So probably my my email, happyhomecoltd at gmail.com. Um, we're on Instagram as well. 
Um, so, and you're yeah. in bigger pockets because that's oh, yeah. where I'm we, on bigger pockets. That's where we. I can't remember how, but we originally connected a couple of years yeah. ago. I just remember like we've messaged back and forth. Yeah, on there, back yeah. And forth, I'm like, oh my gosh, now we're in person. I know. Yeah. I was totally so you're bigger fan, pockets too. Fangirling. I'm like, oh my gosh, Chris <laughs> Lopez just liked my comment. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you. I've been listening to what you guys have been what you've been putting out for a long time. So well, thank it's you. Very valuable. It's awesome. Um, yeah, bigger pockets. Katie Lawrence. All my information is there as well. So, wait, Katie with a C or a K? Katie with a C. Yeah, I know how that goes. Everyone's like Caddy. Yeah, I'm like, oh my lord, (laughs) no, it's Katie with a C. (laughs) It's like K A T I E, but C A T I E. So. So step one, getting past the uh, the uh, gatekeeper for potential partnerships is spell the name right, yes, right? spell the name right. <laughs> Attention <laughs> to detail. Attention <laughs> to detail. Get it in writing. C-A-T-I-E. Uh, Katie, this has been awesome. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. And thanks for uh, uploading that video for our casting call. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, it's very excited. <laughs> yeah, well, it was awesome. We enjoyed it. So this has been a cool episode. You know, listeners out there, you guys have questions. I mean, a show, like, I think it's a cool new series. Jenny had the thaw of it a while ago, so... Yeah, great job, Jenny. Yeah, thanks. I hope that we can help a lot of people. Yeah. I think it is super helpful, again, to see real people, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We are not like, I'm not a billionaire. This is, I mean, I'm a real person and you guys are real people and it's providing the stage to be able to ask these questions. It's it's awesome. So I appreciate it. Good, cool. good. Well, thank you. And listeners out there, I see reach out to Katie. If you guys want to connect, have interest, pick her brains, whatever. If you guys, you know, need to talk to me and Jamie or anything, reach out to us. You guys know the drill. We love networking. See you in the next episode.